Yeah, so just make sure you have enough capital to keep it going. Because um, I think it's really sad when we see all these vegan businesses pop up and then you know they kind of they have to shut their doors a few months later because um, you know, they didn't secure like a big enough business loan or whatnot. Hey, Vegapreneurs, welcome back to the Vegapreneur Podcast. If you haven't already, go to vegapreneur.com to sign up for the beta group of the Vegapreneur Club, where you'll get lifetime free access to amazing daily content from the best vegan entrepreneurs out there who made a killing and are building a lifestyle around what they believe in. This is the podcast for vegan entrepreneurs just like yourself who want to change the world and build a lifestyle and a message around the core values. Now, today's episode features Jonathan Levely, who is the president of Avicio Marketing, a digital marketing company dedicated to vegan and cruelty-free brands in San Diego. And he's going to share with us some of the lead generation strategies he uses for his clients and his own business so that you can go out there and market your business successfully. Because as you know, attention is the basis of any business. So when you go pitch a client, do you like um, try to assess exactly what they need and you pitch them a like a, a one-time fee or a re- reoccurring fee, or do you like them select what they want, kind of like based on a restaurant type menu? How exactly do you price things? Is it like a flat fee? Is it depending on the client and your ability to give them ROI? How exactly do you go about that? Yeah. So the the primary thing we do with most of our clients is doing the online marketing audit or analysis. And that really helps like create a, um, you know, a roadmap for their, their marketing plan. Um, so I think what clients I just talked to recently, um, yeah, like, so some of our clients, like they all do special niches. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not familiar with necessarily with, let's say, you know, real estate consulting. And, um, and so we have to do our research. We take two weeks to, you know, look at the marketplace and see what their competitors are doing. Um, and then from there we give them a marketing strategy of, and also what's really important is getting their budget up front. You know, I guess it's important to know if they have $500 up like you know, one time or every month, or is it 5,000 or is it 10,000, is it 100,000? Like you have to get that number up front um, so you can give an appropriate uh, marketing strategy. Um, obviously you don't want to like underbid. If, if they have a, if they're looking to do $100,000 worth of marketing, you don't want to say, hey, here's our proposal for something that's $10,000. Um, and you know, vice versa. You don't want to offer a hundred thousand for a smaller budget. Um, so yeah, get their budget up front, most important thing. And uh, and then from there, we give kind of like a a low, medium, and 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 full budget uh, strategy. Um, and we tier it out. It's like okay, you know, phase one, you know, you really need to work on your website first, and then and set up your social media channels. And phase two, you know, then we'll start doing advertisements. You know, phase three. Um, you know, some type of maintenance program or whatnot. And, um, and yeah, so we, we do also make sure everyone pays up front. I think one of the biggest mistakes we learned when we first started our business was um, you know, either taking a deposit up front or just having saying, okay, you know, pay us when we're done. And we soon found out a lot of people didn't want to pay uh, when the time came. We did excellent work. Uh, they just, you know, either were, were strapped for cash um, or they disagreed with that the quality of our work, which I disagree with, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, yeah, and and we, you know, when we do have to pay other uh, people, our team, like we're not, we're not a bank, we're not like financing um, all of this stuff. So yeah. by having people pay up front, uh, we're able to, you know, pay pay our team members up front. We're able to, you know, pay for all the, the resources we need, and we're not um, in the negative, uh, which is the most important part. And, all right, uh, got you. 
So, yeah, when yeah, so we you, have yeah. them yeah, pay for, for sorry. Uh, no, it's going to go we have them like sign up. So we have them sign up for like a website and just pay it for the whole website up front. Um, and if they're not comfortable with that, then like, you know, we'll make milestones and, and break it up into like, okay, uh, you know, first pay for this half. And then when we complete this, then you pay for the next half. You make them pay up front before you deliver on the assets. And you could also break up, let's say, the website, then they pay for the website, then they pay for the advertising. So it's like kind of a win win right. situation. Yeah. And, and yeah, of course, if, and if they're able to you know, pay for all at once, they give great discounts to encourage that. Uh, you know, when you have, you know, when somebody wants to pay and you, you have that ability, like, you know, jump on it, don't, don't let it pass you by. All right. All right. Got it. Got it. So then when you, I know I'm going a bit like in the specifics, but then when you go say pitch a client, mm -hmm. you arrive at the, on the onboarding meeting, do you have like uh, some sort of paper presentation? How do you go about pitching the client? Is, do you have like a clear process for the, for the meeting to go about, or do you just listen to the problems and try to pitch to them the different services you could go uh, to, to solve these problems? How do you exactly do you go on onboarding that client? Right. Um, yeah. So usually it's first a phone call because since we are an you know, internet-based company, um, we have clients all over the world. So most of our clients we've never met in person. Um, some of them we've never even seen their face. Some of them we'll, we'll do a Skype call with them. But, uh, but yeah, initially it's usually a phone call and they're saying, hey, yeah, here's our problem. And sometimes I even have to, you know, direct them to say, okay, like, well, what's your goal? I think a lot of people don't focus, a lot of like our clients, like say, what is your goal? You know, do you want... X number of clients paying this much, and they kind of work backwards from there. Um, it's like, okay, like you want, you know, a hundred people, you know, subscribing to your you know, real estate consulting um, thing every month. Um, it's like, okay, like how are we going to achieve that? Um, so we kind of work backwards from there, and um, yeah, and then and pretty much, you know, and some people, you know, they want if they haven't like you know, looked at our website or our Yelp reviews or whatnot, say, hey, you know, can you send me a portfolio of your work? So I send them some links that are are relevant to what they're doing that we've done in the past. And um, yeah, and then when they sign up, we send them a proposal. Um, one of the, the, the better proposal uh, software we found out there recently is called and.co or andco. I think they, either they bought Fiverr or Fiverr bought them. I think Fiverr bought them. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, it has great uh, contracts in there pre-built for you. And um, it helps protect us a lot and it helps protect the, our clients as well. Uh, having a, a legal, you know, well-written contract that has that isn't kind of open-ended. Um, so they have things that are going to protect you, and if you're able to put it in your portfolio afterwards when you're done, um, if you know if they have if they haven't finished their project, you know, within you know 14 days, it's considered done or whatnot. Has late fees built in. It has what else does it have in there? Anyway, it has so many tools. We, we really like it. It looks clean. It's very mobile-friendly. It has an app, um, so we're able to send a proposal from our smartphone even um which is awesome um so uh, yeah i highly recommend looking into anco if you want to invoice people nice cool yeah i use um docusign but i don't think i'm not sure if it's the exact same thing right because docusign is only for sign-in yeah this one yeah people can pay they can yeah uh, nice. let me see if i can pull it up um really quickly uh, yeah it has like you know reminders to have them to pay it has you know, subscriptions it has it connects to Stripe and PayPal, your bank accounts. Nice. Um, one second. And also, and the best part of it is also it's completely free. They don't take any 
any uh, fee out of it. Cause I think it is, you know, they're doing a, a favor for Fiverr people to give oh, them okay. probably a way to spy on them to see if they're doing work outside of Fiverr also. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can do proposals. Uh, let me look at this proposal I sent somebody. Hey, put in their name and email. You itemize what you're doing and the terms and like, you know, the start dates and stop dates and you put in a contract. Um, yeah, so it's just very clean it's just, and just works. Um, and they're, and it's also relatively new, so they are adding features all the time. So um, they'll just get better and better, hopefully. Let's say you you also mentioned the fact that when sometimes clients ask you of past work and credibility wise, um, do you, let's say you're starting off or if, let's say you take us back to day one, how exactly did you get your your first clients, right? Because then if you have no testimonials, it's a little harder for them to take you seriously. How would you position that in a way which is which makes you seem more credible when you're starting off, if that makes sense? Right. Yeah, so um, I think yeah, way back when we started in 2012, um, I, I think you know, the very first clients probably you know, my my in-laws. Um, you know, they I, I forget if we did it for free or if they paid us something, but you know, do something for your family and friends that that you would love to help out. That was a, I think a great starting place. So I think yeah, our very first you know, two websites up there was for a lawyer and a chiropractor, and um, and then I think um, you know coming from my wife you created a business after exiting from corporate life. And so we had no idea how to price things for the small business world. So I think our very first website was like a hundred or $300 or something. And we're like, Whoa, that's a lot of work for that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of it is just the back and forth of like, you know, showing the progress of the website to the client and then make edits and whatnot. So like, okay, we're going to next website's going to be $500. And like, Whoa, that's still so much work for $500. And so pretty much just, um, you know, we got those clients in the door for that, those prices and helped build the portfolio. And then you, just, you keep upping the price until you, you, know, you kind of feel like you've hit the ceiling. Um, and, and then also what's great about, you know, you can always, you know, to give discounts. You can always, you know, scale back if your price is too high. You can have, you know, sales or whatnot, which is a great way to get people in the door. You know, like, you know, 25% off sale you know, ends in three days. Um, it's good for the people who are kind of thinking already, but uh, like it's kind of a you know, big investment to invest in, you know, home marketing strategy and, and website. So you won't, you definitely won't get a lot of people with these like flash sales. Um, so you have to let people know ahead of time, uh, let them plan for it and you know, help them pull the trigger on, on signing a contract. Um, and yeah, so yeah, first, yeah. So just, I guess in summary, um, uh, eh, we can scratch that. <laughs> 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 nice nice no really that was really cool that was really in-depth and so when you kind of let's say um when you're delivering to a client how did you exactly structure your business do you have like some agencies i know they have like a creative team and they have a um a um what's it called an a, an executive team almost which people that that launch the ads and the people that create the assets specifically how did you kind of structure the business uh for to like to to um, make the process happen. Right. Yeah. So um, when we first started this, it was just uh, my wife and myself. And so we did everything. We did, we did video recording. We did the video editing uh, for YouTube ads. Uh, and we did the websites ourselves, we did graphic design logos and all this stuff. And um, obviously when we got you know, more clients in the door, uh, we had to expand our team. Um, and, and now we've kind of, we've, since we've rebranded the vegan marketing company, We've met all these vegan creatives out there and whatnot. 
Um, we've actually created a, a like a site, a landing page on our site to work with us. So we have a whole roster of uh, a vegan, you know, website designers or advertisers uh, or graphic designers we can tap into uh, when we get more work in. And um, yeah, so that's how we do that. Yeah, we manage our clients either like personally or we have a, a business associate who's kind of the the uh, account executive um, who kind of relays and and. So I, I like to say they, they, they translate what the client wants to the developers. Because um, often you, like, you, know, you have a client that says, I want this to be the color of sunshine. And then you have to like <laughs> you make sure you define what is the color of sunshine. Because it comes out to you know, like a, a six-digit hex code at the end of the day. Yeah. So you have to like, I tell a, like a web developer that um, they might, like, you know, <laughs> their brains might explode. Um, so, <laughs> So we have so the business associate is, is there to try to translate you know, what our clients want, and a lot of the, the vendors that we work with, you know, they they don't want to deal with the customer support of you know somebody, you know, you know, twenty emails back and forth and whatnot. They're kind of like, okay, here's our, you know, here's the contract, you know, build this and then here you go. You know, they can you know work at two in the morning, or whatnot. Um, and whereas yeah, the you know, business associates you have to be you know more available from nine to five. You know, have you know excellent communication skills and respond back to emails or phone calls right away to make them comfortable. Um, yeah. Cause I think a lot of people are scared of marketing companies. I think, you know, all marketers are liars and whatnot. And the best thing they're, they're best at is invoicing. Um, and so you have to make mm -hmm. sure you, you can you know, break that stigma that you're trustworthy and people to, to do this job for you. Um, yeah. Got it. Nice. So do you feel that was a major pitfall for you where people were not so sure about the fact that you were a marketer or is there any common pitfalls inside the business that you feel that got you early on, but now you've kind of covered your, you covered that. I think the original pitfall was like having, like we thought like our niche would be, you know, small business marketing. That turns out to be not a very good niche because it's actually really big. <laughs> um, and so I think like, rebranding as a vegan marketing company really helped um, because there's, there's very few vegan marketing agencies out there, as yep. you mentioned earlier. And so when we, you know, come across somebody who has the shared values, they're like, what? Like, you're vegan and you do vegan marketing, like awesome, let's work together. Like there's, they don't bat an eye. They don't like, oh, let me, you know, let me go price shop with 20 other companies to see you know, if I can get a better deal. Uh, so I think that was actually the best thing for us to, to stick to a vegan niche. Um, yeah, people and obviously like you know maybe our prices might be too high or something but they just tell us up front like you know this is my budget or in the past when we did small business marketing uh you know, they wouldn't really tell you uh when you what what you're up against of so, like you know they just wanted you to throw out the numbers and they're going to choose you know behind closed doors um and you don't really get to you know into that process but yeah, vegans very trustworthy they're very open to let you know what they're looking for and, and if you can you know service that or not so that, that's been the best thing we've done From my end, at first, I almost quit the vegan niche because I felt there was the I don't I don't know I felt the the niche was not um, mature enough. If that makes sense, I've just felt that the vegan businesses that were out there, or at least the ones that we I, we were reaching out to, uh, didn't necessarily have enough budget to cover our uh, payroll costs at all. So we were wondering, like, do you feel the same way, or are you reaching out to the ma mainly the bigger brands? How did that work out? If that makes sense, do you do you feel the right. same way about that, or oh, do you do you see a completely different side of the story? 
Yeah, yeah, we ran into the exact same thing. I think a lot of people starting vegan businesses, they're doing them as like a side job or it's kind of like a hobby enthusiast level. It's yeah. like, hey, I feel like there's this gap and I just want to just do it because I can um, after the nine to five. And yeah, those types of businesses, yeah, they usually, yeah, they don't have the, the ability to, to fund additional business resources. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's still great to meet them because, you know, maybe next year they'll, they'll grow and um, they'll want to, you know, pay you. Um, and then I think what's helped us is that, you know, so we, that's why we, we do focus on vegan slash cruelty-free uh, because, yeah, I think that just vegan food per se, or let's say vegan clothes, um, yeah, it is, it is pretty small. Um, but if you're open up to like, you know, to therapists or lawyers or accountants or bookkeepers or business mm-hmm. consultants or, you know, a nonprofit of, that's just unrelated to, you know, harming animals, it, it does help expand that horizon a little bit more. And then they still value that if you're committed to you know, like a cruelty-free and vegan market, like that, that does add to that a lot of credibility um, that helps you, like, you know, stand out from the crowd. Even if they aren't vegan, some of our clients, yeah, are not vegan whatsoever, but the, just because we, that is our mission statement, like they love it. Um, I think we gave a hundred dollars off if you donated, a, if you saved a turkey's life for Thanksgiving and like our, one of our clients got the biggest kick out of that, even though she wasn't vegan and like, who knows, you know, maybe she'll, she'll be vegan someday. Um, yeah, There's nice. also a way for us to spread our, our activism, letting people know, like, you know, we're vegan and we're proud of it. We're not, you know, hiding in the, in the shadows or something to be ashamed of. Nice. Nice. Okay. I like that. I like that aspect of, of your business. And then. So do you, so as far as lead generation goes, then do you feel that clients are more calling you uh, to work with you since now you've already been credible and you've already positioned yourself as the expert or are you still doing lead generation? And if so, are you posting on social media? Do you do advertising campaigns? Uh, what's your process uh, in that sense? Um, yeah, for us, yeah, we're kind of a, the cobbler without shoes that we've been like, so busy working for our clients that we haven't put as much into our own marketing, which is kind of ironic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, um, so we get a probably, I don't know, yeah, like a good, you know, maybe half of our calls are inbound from you know, like Yelp or other uh, recommendations or referrals from other people. Um, I think one of our clients, like he probably refers to somebody every week. So like getting clients, you, yeah. you mentioned one client keeps referring you clients. So most of it is a referral base and you also have um, in-person marketing. So not even digital. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So then ironically, yeah, we do in-person networking because again, there's like that trust barrier, um, you know, working with a complete stranger somewhere else in the world versus somebody you know, you've met, you know, at a restaurant, you, you can see them in, in the flesh. And so we actually get a lot of uh, business in person. Um, and so to facilitate that, we, we created the Vegan Business Exchange, uh, which, uh, Oz, you, you're interested in creating one there in Montreal. And um, yesterday I talked okay. to somebody in, in Bristol, somebody in Bristol, England, who's starting nice. one there. Do you I know think, how many there are around the world? There's not, like, there's just the one in San Diego so far is like the kind of the flagship that we've been um, promoting. And then, yeah, our friend in uh, Los Angeles is, is also just starting one there. And uh, also something in Alabama uh, reached out to us when I start one there. So, so we're just trying to get, you know, to formalize like the, how, you know, how that will work. Cause that's kind of it's something we weren't expecting that people would want to do this to other places, uh, which is awesome though. Um, and so, yeah, we need to, yeah, we need to formalize that. And yeah, anyway, we can scratch to the end. 
But um, yeah, so we do the in-person marketing, like networking. Uh, and it, it really helps us to have like a vegan business network of people. Whereas if you went to like, you know, BNI or Business Networking International or Toastmasters or whatnot, you're going to run into a lot of, you know, not cruelty-free businesses or services. So you might be like wasting your time. Um, whereas, you know, the vegan community, they're so passionate. Like, they, like you know, you're vegan, like they want to support you. Um, you know, we have a real estate agent in the group and, you know, he doesn't even like, you know, need to network there. But he was like, I just want to use all of you guys because, you know, you know, helping the vegan you know, business community, we're going to help more animals. Um, so it's, he's like, he's amazing. Uh, we love him. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it's was, it was just so rewarding too, just like surround yourself by more vegans. Like you feel like you're not alone. Uh, you know, you guys are making a difference together. Um, so it's very, it has, has a lot of good energy when you do that in-person networking with other vegans. Nice. Um, and you don't have you, to defend yourself or, yeah. Yeah, good point, good point. I feel like when I'm around vegan, like vegans in general, not even, well, vegan business owners, but vegans in general, like when you go out for food, there's no need to like ask, is that vegan? Like, it's just, it's like you're removing <laughs> a filter. You're almost like freeing yourself, I believe, from like the, the cloak you're putting on yourself 24 seven. Right, yes, yeah. absolutely. And do you have any tips? Let's say someone's listening to this right now and they they actually want to start right now a vegan business exchange in our city because there's none. What would you recommend them starting? How would you recommend them going about setting up the first meeting? Do you have any pointers um, for them? Yeah, well, I guess yeah, first, you know, email or call me or whatever to talk about it. <laughs> uh, and then second, <laughs> and then, yeah, then second, yeah, in general, we, we do a, a weekly uh, like business lunch meeting. And we call it like masterminding. Uh, so we kind of like, we all come together, we give a, a 30 second pitch, kind of introducing ourselves to anybody new. And then also for for the regulars that it's like, you know, if you have a new product or service or you have a sale um, going on, you include that in your pitch. So it's different every week. And then, yeah, then we get to the masterminding where we're like, hey, I have, you know, problem X. Like, you know, I have like, I've never experienced, you know, you know, a customer complaint like this before. What would you guys do? Or how do you guys, you know, deal with, your bookkeeping even or how do you guys deal with um there's just you know a whole plethora of, of problems you know businesses um deal with and um and then yeah, at the end we give referrals um to also encourage um you know, to and grow the, the vegan business community um and then we'd also do evening cocktail events about once a month which is great because a lot of people can't necessarily make it out to the bunches at nine you know between nine to five so yeah the, you know evening um event we have some awesome places here in San Diego that are 100% vegan bars. And, and I think probably 90% of people that go there aren't vegan, but they're, you know, they're, the food's so good. So we always enjoy going to those places. Um, and yeah, so you get to network with, with more people at the evening time, but you're not necessarily the setting to talk about, you know, business problems or whatnot. So it's good to have both. And, um, and some people in our group, also they want to start like a coffee walk on Saturday, like on Saturday morning or something. Uh, you know, get you know, get more active, um, and then we also created a Wellness Wednesday speaking series for the health providers in our group. Um, so we have you know, in our group we have like you know nutritionists, we have a vegan chiropractor, we have a vegan acupuncturist, mm-hmm. um, there's massage therapists or whatnot. So we create a Wellness Wednesday, and uh, there's a brand new vegan market here in San Diego, and so nice. it's a perfect venue for them to talk about you know the benefits of, of, you know, vegan health or plant-based lifestyles. And then they can go, you know, walk around the store and, and see all the things you can get. Um, so they get a lot of like transitioning or interested people coming to those. And then we haven't yet launched it yet, but we're going to have also like a, 
a, visit, a vegan business exchange speaker series. So like our, our members can also give you know free workshops to the community as a way to generate warm leads. Nice. Um, so I think, yeah, cool. you know, you know, for example, like, you know, we're, we're going to have you know, like a, a reputation management workshop, you know, talking about how you know, to manage your, your reviews on Yelp or in Google Maps and Facebook and whatnot, um, and also more specialized ones for lawyers or other uh, providers. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's a great way to, to get uh, yeah, warm leads and everyone's loving it. Uh, I highly encourage everyone starting a vegan business exchange. <laughs> Oh yeah, very cool. Anyway, Jonathan, I really appreciate this. What's the best way actually, you mentioned people calling you, what's the best way people can reach out to you? Uh, yeah, they could yeah, call us or email us or send us an Instagram message or a Facebook message or a LinkedIn message or anything but Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no one but Twitter, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I love that. Everything yeah, with Twitter. And what's the handle? But, uh, like, um, yeah, so most often it'll be Avecchio. Uh, Avecchio. On Instagram, it's Avecchio. It's A-V-E-C-C dot I-O. Just wanted to thank everyone who's joined the Dollar Vegepreneur Club beta group. If you haven't already, go to vegepreneur.com to sign up. The first 100 people will get lifetime free access to daily lessons and strategies from the top vegan entrepreneurs as well as one-on-one online mentoring. After that, for everyone else who signs up afterwards, it'll be a dollar a day. So make sure that if you are a vegan entrepreneur, go to vegepreneur.com and sign up. Also, just wanted to invite you to take 20 seconds right now to write down or DM me on Instagram at Vegepreneur what you've learned inside this episode and how you are going to apply it to better your life and inspire millions.